You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. All right, let's get back to some boring subjects. Understand the risk to our country. Freedom brings people together. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to We Are Libertarians. My name is Chris Spangle. That is Harry Price. Uh, Today, I have no idea what we're doing. So I'll tell you a little bit on the other side of these commercials, uh, the plan. Maybe Harry can tell us the plan, but a little bit of a change of format. And uh, we'll talk about it on the other side. So stay tuned right after these words. Warning. This show is for adults, produced by semi-adults. So the language is sometimes strong and offensive. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh. Welcome to We Are Libertarians, where our goal is to help you sound smarter while talking to your friends. We examine current events from a libertarian perspective while treating modern politics with all of the irreverence it deserves. There has been lie after lie. We toss out the screaming heads, put people before political parties, and give context to the news to make you think. Now, here's our host, a 15-year veteran of politics and media, Chris Spangle. All right, welcome back to We Are Libertarians. My name is Chris Spangle. Harry Price, how are you today? Going good, going good. Yeah. Uh, Harry, you uh, you almost sound like you're on your computer, but maybe you're what? maybe tap your mic for me. Let's hear that. All right, you're on your mic. It just could be up a little bit more. All right, sorry, I could probably like talk to you. So Harry and I haven't met since I don't know when February. Whenever we talk to uh, our friends from the Fab, uh, the Fake Ass Book Club podcast, mm-hmm. when we got together in the Do Little Studios, and uh, so I said, "Hey, let's get together and talk about a plan for moving forward, so we can be somewhat regular and just stick to this." Because Harry has uh, a young child, I have two young children, and it just becomes very difficult. So. You know, we are libertarians, morphed into the Chris Spangle show, and that out of necessity has become a lot of conversations and much more focused on my interests uh, as a result because uh, it's the called the Chris Spangle show. And, you know, but we do love the panel format when we can do it. Uh, it's just that, look, the old days of coming over on Tuesday night at 7 p.m., drinking some beers and chit-chatting till 11 don't work when your wife won't let your friends come over and uh, you're tired by 5 p.m. So uh, we we brought We Are Libertarians back. We fell off the rails a little bit, uh, but we, we kind of want to tweak things a little bit. So Harry's like, I don't want to do the Chris Spangle show. And I understand why, because, you know, what we have always done traditionally is take uh, uh, something in the current events of the news of the day. This week, for instance, it would be Trump's third indictment and breaking that down and going through it. And I try to do some of that on the Chris Spangle show. But in reality, uh, I have a new policy. I don't like I like to wait for the facts Mm -hmm. and I don't like to talk about things that I don't really understand. And what that has done is made my research and understanding of things much, much slower than maybe the uh, constant current cycle of news uh, demands, right? So it's it's hard when you've got three full-time jobs plus two little kids and a wife and a family to uh, spend 20 hours a week like I used to researching some of this stuff. Um, you know, but I, I can give quick reactions on the Chris Spangle show, and I'm going to start doing more of that in the, in the Patreon behind the paywall. So please sign up for that. 
uh, really would help us out. We're starting to get to the point where we're not making any profit. And I've always said, if I'm starting to have to pay out of my pocket for the We Are Libertarians podcast network and the Chris Spangle show, I, I'll just start cutting. I'll start cutting shows. Look, Brian Nichols, Boss Hog, Loki Wall, you're on notice. <laughs> Don't make me release you as into free agency. So please sign up for the Patreon to support my efforts as in podcasting and our collective efforts. Um, so Harry and I talked, and uh, we love chit-chatting with each other. We love chit-chatting with all of our friends. We love chit-chatting with Reinhold, and uh, well, that's it. Yeah, Everybody that's else it. sucks, but uh, no, I'm just kidding, Paul. So we we just sat and, like, what do we want to do? With this, if we can't kind of keep up with current events in the same way that we did three years ago, four years ago, if we can't really uh, get together every week like we did four or five years ago, how do we want to do it? And so, what we agreed on was Harry basically once a month we're going to get together at the Doolittle Studios or we're online today. Because I was out of town and I woke up at ten thirty and I'm tired, so uh, <laughs> I'm really tired today, Harry. I, I have a really, I had a really cool opportunity that I will tell you about. That is, um, something I never thought I would be able to do. Something that is very fun and uh, that you will get to watch at some point in the near future. Uh, but stay tuned for that. It was, it was very, very fun. Um, but very demanding. So, um, long story short, what we're going to do on the first of the month, uh, the first Saturday of the month, is get together, Harry and I and our panel of folks, and I'm not going to prepare at all, which is the exact opposite of what we used to do. Harry is going to bring us uh, the panel and you, the audience, chatting on our YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook, not Facebook today because I'm banned for 90 days because I posted a photo during the Chinese spy balloon era mm-hmm. of Hunter holding some balloons flying through the sky and the caption was Chinese spy balloon. Hilarious and accurate mm-hmm. and they won't let me delete it so they just keep using it to ban me. Uh, so I, I keep getting dinged for this stupid meme that I can't find or delete uh, so they, they won't let me live stream on Facebook. Uh, but... We want you to get in on the comments, and we want you to participate. And so, you know, generally, 10 o'clock on the first Saturday of the month, tune in live as we do this uh, particular show. Uh, Ace Undead says, classic dear leader. That's right. Getting banned for memes is one of the classic dear leader traits. Uh, I'm not even mean about things. You know, I just post the truth, okay, in a funny way. Um, but Harry has prepared some videos for us, and we'll prepare some things that no one on the panel knows about. It's going to be Harry's little secret, uh, and he is going to bring it here to the show and surprise us. And uh, Harry, this was really your idea, so I'm telling people that if that if it fails wildly, I can blame you. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I'm great for experimenting, trying different things out. It's the main thing we do on low key um, on Monday nights. So if you like this type of like, but maybe not this, we don't do this, but we do a lot of um, like just experimenting, just trying different formats out and just, you know, just having a lot of fun. Um, that one is a little bit less politics. We do 
you know, we kind of like go around the edges on that show. But this one, and even today, like this one's not really like technically like delve into too much of the politics on what's going on. This is more of going off to the side of it. So I got like a couple of videos that I just kind of, you know, of people in different spaces that I am sure that Chris Bank you know, does not even have on his radar and probably some of the listeners don't even like watch. Like I'm perpetually online, especially now that I work <laughs> remote. <laughs> you know, You're very of- online as, as uh, those of us in the real world like to say. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. The only time I'm ever offline is I'm at the gym or yeah. Or doing hot yoga. Other than that, I'm probably online because <laughs> you know, it's just easier this way. Yeah. So uh, Harry's going to surprise us here after we thank our patrons, and uh, I like the idea of Harry taking me into spaces that I don't see. I have for twenty five, thirty years just existed in the conservative magazine opinion space. So, like, National Review people and uh, people that that are kind of in that vein, that's sort of been my formative um, uh, group of people that have helped me understand politics. And then, you know, the libertarian vein of Reason Magazine and, and uh, Ron Paul and some of that. So, like, that's always kind of been my thing. That's my feed. And Harry has a much different uh, view, so we're going to, you know, we're, we're just testing it out today. Mm-hmm just to kind of get our feet under us. Yep. And then, you know, next time, next month, we'll mix in people like Reinhold and some other mm-hmm. people and and uh, talk like that. But we just wanted to do this today, just he and I, mm-hmm. to work it, work it out and kind of set the template. Um, yep. But first, this would not be possible without our patrons. You know, we are so grateful for everybody that donates to the Patreon. You are the ones that fund several different shows, like the Boss Hog of Liberty, like Loki Wall, like uh, Enemy of Our Enemy with our friend Hody Johns, Brian Nichols, and uh, the Chris Spangle Show, and all the history podcasts that I'm working on quietly behind the scenes. Uh, and we want to thank especially our $100 a month members, Vincent Peichel, Lars Nordscott, Nordscott, Nordskog, yes, I was right, okay. Matthew Durbin, Reinhold, Christy Avery, and never last, and certainly not least, our good friend Jason Doolittle, who has been, uh, like Christy, uh, you know, and, and Reinhold too. I mean, Reinhold's given a lot, Christy Avery has given a lot, Jason Doolittle has given a lot, and for many, many years, uh, and, you know, Matthew Durbin, Lars... Vince, you guys are getting up there, and we appreciate you guys. You guys are the backbone of everything that we do, and we're grateful for your contributions, as well as everybody else that is a patron. So please go to patreon.com slash Libertarians, sign up there, continue our efforts. Uh, you know, kids are very expensive. Uh, <laughs> so I just, you know, we're, we're working on some uh, things that are going to help us grow, and uh, I just... You know, it's if you get something out of all of the shows that we do, out of the Chris Spangle show, out of the We Are Libertarians, then you've got to pony up. That's just how it works. You know, it's it's value for value, Harry. Yeah, I did scare Dear Leader a little bit because I, I sent him like some of the screenshots of the photos of the receipts when uh, Gunther was the DQ. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> like yeah, this is what we pay. This is many years of salary for me. I was like, holy cow. Uh, yeah, uh, Christy says, I miss Profiles on Liberty, and Caleb and I, Caleb Franz is, uh, Franz, Franz, is, uh, working on a book, and we'll have his book out soon, and then he and I have talked once he's kind of done with that, 
Um, he may bring back Profiles on Liberty. He and I are talking about working on a different history podcast, mixing in maybe some stuff on the Chris Spangle Show, but <laughs> Caleb and I are in talks on a new history podcast in addition to his Profiles on Liberty. So, uh, moving forward, my career is going to be less libertarianism and more history. That's what I'm interested in. It's what I love. Uh, and... Frankly, there's just not much about the libertarian movement that I appreciate, but I'm definitely hairy in a space where I am a libertarian, I love these ideas, and I'm more interested in kind of the development of the ideas and how we got here. Uh, I've brought back Liberty Explained. You can go check out the most recent episode there. Um, that's really what the History of Modern Politics podcast is about. Um you know, so there's, I'm working on a few different history podcasts, and one of them is with Caleb. So, yeah, I don't know, Harry, you and I met at like a libertarian movement event, mm -hmm. and we've what? covered it for a long time, but it's not even just the Mises people. Like, the Fakertarians people bug me too. And it's just, I don't, mm -hmm. I, I don't look at the libertarian party or, uh, I, I you know, liberty. LibertyExplained.com has like all these collections of organizations that were really big 10 years ago. Most of them are n either not functioning anymore or are just completely right wing pro Trumpy trying to get a bite of the grift pie. Mm -hmm. And there's not many organizations that I think are just kind of like purely trying to talk about the ideas. Remnant Trust is one, Liberty, Liberty Fund is one of them. Um, and that's sort of, I think, what interests me, Harry, is the philosophical side of it, as opposed to, like, which libertarian presidential candidate is going to pop up and get one and a half percent. Yeah, or, like, w w which one is the real one? Don't vote for that one. That one's the fake one. You right. Know, we, you know, but. But yeah, I feel you on that one because it's it's more of a – I also like – especially with Loki, I want to do like, yes, believe in these ideals and I do this thing. But I'm also – I do other things like I'm into computers. Mm -hmm. Like uh, That's why I like bringing um, Vince and everyone else on. Like, hey, we, we talked – we did the whole media um, that brought our uh, – that shaped our ideals. So it's just yeah. be like, hey, listen, like, hey, we watch these anime. We listen to this type of music. You know, so you can see people in these spaces doing the same things. Like, yes, you know, like – so the whole – whole spirit to me was like we are libertarians of this is us doing things out in the world doing things yeah being libertarians in different spaces you know yeah you, you're, you're exactly right like the whole point of it was always we're a libertarian show that is having fun mm -hmm. chit-chatting about the ideas but you could not be a libertarian and listen to it and enjoy it which is really where i'll ask you to set up the first clip but that's sort of why what we want to get back to that spirit at least once a month, having a show like that where we're maybe talking about some different things that's just not straight up niche, boring, what everybody else is doing type stuff. Yeah, correct. Yeah. The first clip I actually have set up is uh, from a uh, great podcast. I listen to them, like, I listen to their podcast, watch their YouTube channel all the time. It is. Uh, that's really cool amazing different stuff i really discovered him doing when this person was doing uh what they called like virus discussion or virus discussion, uh, discussion so they would set up like a virtual environment and talk like hey this is what this virus is this is what it does really cool stuff um i i like to do it but it's like 
you know, it's, you know, it's, but it's not my jam. I like watching it versus just in sitting there banging my head against okay, the wall. Okay, so this is a YouTube channel or what that talks about viruses? This is, yeah, he does that too, but he does all kinds of different other things. This video that we're going to watching is because of a dust up that happened on X or Twitter. Twitter. It's Twitter. We're not calling it X. Fuck that. <laughs> it's not, it's not Max. It's HBO Max. We're not doing this bullshit. We're going to call it HBO Max and we're going to call it Twitter. And I don't give a shit. I don't care what you want to call it. I'm tired of Icarus flying too close to the sun. Reality will set in and it's going to stop here. It is a tweet. It is Twitter. And take your damn sign down. It's annoying. I'm not an anti Elon person like Harry is. I don't have a knee jerk reaction, but this one annoyed me. And bring back blocking, because there's a lot of people I want to block. I don't want to hear from them. <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, I was waiting for you also to do the Picard speech. The line must be drawn here and now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I refuse. I will not call it Max. I will not call it X. Stop it. So, so it's so it's a Deer Creek to you. Yes, it's the it's still the it's still the Hoosier Dome to me. Damn it. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. All right. All right. So, anyways, so a dust up on Twitter um, happened between uh, Mudahar, aka some ordinary gamer, and um, one of the largest streamers on like out there in the world right now, um, which is XQC. Does a lot of amazing uh, different streams for, but a lot of it like gambling and react streams. And the dust up happened, which we'll show. Uh, kick up the video is the um, is the reaction to it. So, all right, I'll take set it up. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Did it? Today's video is about a little controversy. Yeah, okay, so. who's this guy? This guy, this is Mudahar, aka okay. uh, with his YouTube channel with some some ordinary gamers, which you know, like I said, great pod, like great podcast. Check them out, watch their stuff. We are not going to watch the whole video. I've got some time codes. We're gonna scam, so we'll skip around. I've also lowered the quality down because you know I want you to go on his channel, watch it in full HD and amazing. Also, it's lower space on the hard drive too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. I'm honest. You know. <laughs> Hit play. Uh, a little bit of juicy, uh, you know, debate back and forth. Oh, I just noticed, like, the me uploading it here to streaming. I can't see the. I don't have no time. Oh no! Do you want to? Do we want to <laughs> pause here and you pull up the YouTube video? <sighs> Wait a minute. Oh, okay, okay. Apparently, okay. I can see it now. No, I have to hover over the dot. See, this is why we wanted to place. do it with him and I, so we could work out the kinks. You're you're listening yeah. to a pilot. A concept episode. Yeah, yeah. Concept, concept. Behind the scenes. Usually we do this. You know, yeah, you know, we do stuff like this without anyone watching. But you know, why do it? You know, well, look, it no not one. having our shit together and being unprepared is classic wall. Okay. Right. All right. Let's see. Gotta. Da, 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 da. This is working. Right, wait. 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 It's better and e- easier in VLC. I will say this. <laughs> So I think I will probably queue them up and like marks and VLC well, you take, for next time. Take, you take it up. out of Streamyard and then put it into VLC and then pull up the VLC streamer and yeah, just share that window. I, I got it. This will work. This is work because I don't. You know, I, this is working. I don't want to like sit there and try to share it and then I have to probably. I don't know. I don't know okay. what'll happen. I Let's really just do want this. a cheeseburger right now. You're making. I don't know why I'm hungry. Oh, I'm I'm starving. I just did like a 60 minute hit Pilates class. And I just and I, yeah yeah. I only showered and sat down at this desk. 
was really hoping you would cancel so I could go get a cheeseburger. Uh, no, we, our rule, our agreement is where we cannot cancel, no matter how much <laughs> I wanted to cancel last night, so I could take a, a Somonex and sleep till three in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I, I did not. That's fine. That's fine. Maybe you know we should start. You know, look. Anyways, I'm gonna hit this video so we get going because I want a cheeseburger now. Damn it. Anyways, back to the video claiming tools, then yes, I'm going to talk about it. Anybody that's suing a YouTuber, I will talk about it, because these are insane situations to be getting into. Life-changing, life-ruining scenarios in certain cases. So this all kind of stemmed from the fact that one creator, Bub Film, said Lamina spends months researching, scripting, editing a video just for React streamers to re-upload the entire thing and provide zero input. I said, shame garbage like this fills the recommendations tab, because... So yeah, this is what's setting it up. So this this tweet. So basically, which you which we'll sh- go show through the video is that a bunch of YouTube and like the whole YouTube space right now is getting filled up with people doing kind of like what we're doing, like reacting to this different content. Right. But it is way they're doing it. Like right now, like yes, I paused it. We shrank the video. We've done the thing, and we aren't watching the whole thing. But like this will show you, like, and we'll get into this dust up that he had with it's like clout. I said, it's clout jacking. So mm-hmm. a lot of the. You know, the reason that, like, libertarians interviewed other libertarians was so that, you know, Tom Woods could come on their show when he wasn't, uh, never mind, uh, you know, when he, when he was respectable, uh, when all that was hidden. Right. And then, you know, you, you have Tom Woods on so you can clout Jack his to raise your, Mm -hmm. right. So like, that's, that's part of like Joe Rogan has a platform, but there's some podcast in the comedy charts that reviews Joe Rogan podcasts, you know, and they're like number 15 in the charts. And they, I don't know what value they actually offer to people, but I would never listen to it because they're not offering the initial source. Like Lex Friedman, I don't know who Lex Friedman is, but Lex Friedman is able to get all these famous people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dave Rubin's a great example of this. David Rubin offers absolutely nothing to anyone. He is an airhead. He is a clout chaser who uses the clout of people that have achieved something to try and make himself, to position himself within a certain space to make money. Uh, I have zero respect for that guy, right? He And so what a lot of people are doing who... They can't get Mr. Beast on their podcast. They don't have the talent of Mr. Beast. We'll go on and do a reaction video to Mr. Beast to use his algorithm lift and searchability to get eyeballs on their stuff. And it works great, Harry. Oh, so you say we should be watching the Mr. Beast? <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm just saying, like, switch, yeah. I think it's, you know, I love Bub Film's <laughs> original point here because... It, it is really hard to sit down, write a script, mm-hmm. shoot that script, edit that script, mm-hmm. create the right thumbnail, and to build an audience. It, you know, it'll take you 10 hours to make a three-minute little thing that really hits for mm-hmm. people. I talked to a major Instagram influencer. She makes videos that are you know, reach millions of people. She started out small. You know, she spends three to 10 hours on a 45 second clip, you know, only for other Mm -hmm. people to go and click the download tab to steal her shit. And I just, I think that's just classless to me. So, you know, it's, it'd be better if people tried to do what Bub Films is doing, saying here, which is 
spend those months researching, creating value for people as opposed to just, you know, trying to fill the recommendation tab mm -hmm. using the clout of other people who did the work. Yep. Yep. 100%. Yep. So, yeah. So now you can actually see like, oh, so this is what this is going to get into. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm hitting play. Because it does. Now, there are some creators that are totally okay with reactive content, some that aren't. But of course, the general idea of reactive content, the ones that I've really talked about, is no matter what, if you upload somebody's entire video in full, not only is that incredibly copyright infringing, but because you're stuffing a finite amount of area in the YouTube algorithm and the recommendations engine, you yourself are stifling out other original creators on the platform. Now, I've always maintained that if you are reacting to videos on stream, that's totally okay. I think a lot of people do, especially when you're off on a different platform like Twitch, like Kick, like a Nico Nico TV, like Billy Billy TV, like TikTok Live. But it's when you take that reaction, or sorry, that whole two-hour video block, or however long it may be, that contains the entire video you've reacted to, re-upload it to YouTube, title it in the same way, use the same metadata, and then ape on the algorithm, that's where the issue comes out from. So yeah, basically saying everything you just said, boom, it's yeah, in plain English, just try to get people to understand like what the heck is going on? Why are they doing this? Thing? Yeah, I don't think there should be like a law against it or anything like that. But I think a code of ethics will eventually spring up like the written word <laughs> goes back, you know, what to the 1500s. Um, and over time, plagiarism became an unethical thing, where, you know, uh, you can still be a, a blatant plagiarist and a total liar and become president. You didn't go to jail for your plagiarism, uh, but you know back when there was some honor in 1988, your campaign got ended. I'm talking about Joe Biden. Look up his plagiarism scandal. But I think it's a good example. Like in colleges, you're not going to go to jail for plagiarism. Which, if you don't know that word, that's where you blatantly just take a piece of writing. Like I can't go to. Uh, Jonah Goldberg's a writer that I like reading. I I can't just go copy and paste two paragraphs and say Chris Spangle wrote this. And you really can't even copy and paste. You know, there's limits as to how much you can kind of like highlight, right? <laughs> and there's no rules against it. You're not going to get banned from Substack. You're not going to get put in jail for it. But people within the community self-police and say, you know, you can't just, like, rip up other people's talents for your own. Uh, and it's self-policing. It's it's ethics, right? And uh, I think that'll develop in the video and, and podcasting space is you, mm -hmm. you will see, like, a guy like this who has a platform start to say, look, we need to standardize some ethics as to what you can and can't use of other people. Like, our, like we're taking this guy's video right now and trying to add some value to it. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, that's cool, I'm fine with that, because mm -hmm. you're kind of promoting me, but you're not ripping me off, right? So I think right. the internet age, Harry, part of what I've been thinking a lot about is how new all of this is. Like, I was at the fair yesterday, and you have, you've, I assume, been to the state fair, and in one of the barns back in Pioneer Village, they have the mm -hmm. cabin from 1822. Yes. Right? And they have a new chart where this chart has the seven generations of people that came from the settlers who posted up there in 1821, mm -hmm. going back seven generations. And if you really look at those seven generations going back to 1821, mm -hmm. life through 
the 60s didn't really change for those people. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, your main form of entertainment was reading a book you know, or mm-hmm. maybe going to a movie, you know, or mm-hmm. a, a theater show or whatever, right? Like, they're... Mm-hmm. And I think once you get to the boomer generation, maybe gen the Gen Xers in that chart, the last... Our generation and the previous mm-hmm. generation, the acceleration of things has massively... The internet has changed everything. Correct. And blown apart the ethics because the world was so much smaller mm-hmm. until the 90s. And we're just figuring a lot of things out right now. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I'll try to like make this point real quick to get back to video. But like the... Um, I just recently had a talk with a friend and he was giving this great story because he was talking to a Mennonite and was talking about like, you know, like you could probably use a car. Why are you using this horse? And he just like, well, I just got to get to town. I'm going, I'm only going to, into town. I'm not going that far. I could take it. I take all day that I need to be there. And then the other thing was, it's like, my world is also a lot smaller than your world. So you have to understand like the car has made your world incredibly larger. Like I, go through many towns a day just because I just want to go get milk and I pass three stores because I want milk from this store, not milk from that store that's in my town, but just because I want to go there because there's other things I could pick up from the other store that I want. And the other thing of when people talk about when the other thing with horses and stuff like that, which world being small is that you can breed your horse. So if you may, so the horse that you have, you probably didn't buy it. Probably just been taking care of the descendants of also of the, your great great grandpa's horse because he bought a horse back then, and you've just been keeping up care of the descendants. So you didn't have to buy your horse. So. Michael Rose says, "What is almost as bad is people who take other people's content and pass it off as theirs, but in a different language Oof. from the creators, which I didn't know was going on." Okay, yeah, that sounds awful. But probably, hap- especially happens in especially like the because people who speak English, unjust English, they probably in you know don't know that like they're watching a content of video of someone from a different language and vice versa. Like someone could easily now I'm thinking I may just start jacking the Chris Bangle stuff and just translate it to German and French. <laughs> Go for it. Let's see how we do. I mean, I'm sure the Parisians will hear it and start writing. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Next, you see, decide to clap back and say, I wonder what triggers people like you so much. Revenue share, audience split, algorithm. I heard this complaint a million times. And most public figures try to attack it from multiple angles. Now, at this moment in time, nobody's bringing up revenue. I'm just really talking about the impressions, right? Based on the finite recommendations algorithm, if I'm trying to watch videos out of like 12 possible blocks after my first YouTube video, and all of a sudden, my 12 recommended videos, like five of them are reaction videos because I've watched similar content, and obviously the metadata is being aped, that's a problem. That's what people are talking about because it stifles out original creators. That's pretty much it. Now, I really responded back after that by saying, I know you're not the brightest, but I didn't expect you to be this intellectually dishonest. And I pretty much go with the entire statement that I made. I've even said that we've demonized individuals like Jinx back in the day for being a terrible reaction creator. Now, to understand, the reaction history on YouTube has been insane throughout the years. And I'm going to go... So, yeah. So, he goes to different different examples like that, but like... I. But I want you guys to go watch that video, watch his stuff like that. He did research, go like that. It's really cool videos that he does. But like the thing is, like with Jinx back in 2017, is that he would le- legitimately like what put on like whole videos. So almost like he would put on a, let's just say like a Brian Nichols video and just watch the video with him really small in the corner, just watch it. Kind of mystery science theater 3000 it. Not even that. It's just more like, oh, darn, man, you got uh, that. Oh, that's the worst. Ooh. Okay. 
<laughs> it's just like <laughs> right. No, no added value to it. Just literally right. reacting to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah. Ooh. Yeah. Which like I can understand. Like when people were doing that to like big studio trailers. You know, like I haven't seen the trailer yet. We're gonna react to this trailer. Which you know, like Angry Joe. Like I watched Angry Joe all the time. I love Angry Joe stuff. Uh, Brian Holt hates Angry Joe. I like Angry Joe. Which he would, they would sit there, do that ooh and ah, and then stop, and then do the frame breakdown of the whole video. Like, yes, we just watched this this trailer. We're gonna ooh and ah, and then we're gonna keep going with this thing. So it was like, you know, it's, it's, and it's an amazing time. But because you want to watch it there, but it usually waits. You know, let's a trailer comes out, let everybody watch it, let it get through that thing, then make something like that. But gotcha. But you, yeah. And the other thing that shows like yes, so like the revenue share. This is huge. Like. Especially right now with ad revenue being basically in the toilet right now for like ads. <laughs> it, it's, know, it's brutal. I, yeah, our friend Eric Larson of uh, uh, of uh, I'm blinking on uh, Paradox, excuse me. Um, he does a show for Michigan State ba- uh, sports, basically. And they just, their their network just folded underneath them. That happened to us at the pat down. Like it just, <laughs> hey, next week we're folding. So find a new way to host your show. It's, ad revenue has completely crumbled. So you've got yeah. – that's why we're so blessed and fortunate to have our patrons <laughs> is that we don't have to worry about relying on advertising. We get a little ad revenue um, mm-hmm. from obviously the ads that you hear from the Spotify ad network, mm-hmm. um, which basically helps pay our bandwidth bill. Um, but it it, it, it it has gone down – five times what it was last year so what i could usually count on is a pretty decent check that would be three to five times our streaming our our bandwidth costs is now one to one so it's just that few people are are advertising yep yeah yeah and it's yeah it's hitting everything it's that's why like um it's if you watch a lot of different, like different streamers, stuff like that, you watch them because they all, you know, you see more of the other, uh, which is like the lower value ad revenue ads people are doing. Um, like, like I do one that, uh, cause we're not going to do an ad for those. I refuse. Like it raid shadow legend. You see more of that type of like ads. Could you get through? And, um, but yeah, it's yeah. Brett, your website that if you frequent up somebody's website and you like their content, toss them a you know a dollar or something like that in their patreon or buy a t-shirt five. from them one, yeah, one dollar i lower one dollar patrons but we get 30 cents from that so yeah, yeah. five dollars is is very helpful yeah because yeah because patreon takes a fee on that and then like which last this week what is it that was the whole thing with the whole kerfuffle at patreon because they were really slow to start paying people this week i don't know if really you saw that. yeah yeah i got yeah. mine so i'm okay but <laughs> Yeah, I noticed you didn't say anything. I was like, ah, well, maybe it's not because I saw the news report. Like, well, maybe it's not as big, or you know, they only go after certain people. That, so no, the uh, the problem is like if Patreon folded, and I thought about switching Patreon back when you know they were banning people. Um, they've been really decent about that and and kind of taking a different tact. But um, I'd have to get everybody to go re-enter their credit card somewhere else, right. yeah. and. Which- 25% of them may do it 50% you know so we've got that problem at Bob and Tom where I you know I'm on outdated technology because I can't lose half my people Correct. so it's yeah that's that's one of the problems with the sponsorship model is if you want to move somewhere else it's really difficult mm-hmm. yep. yep 
Yep, yep, and that's the other reason why it keeps uh, fluffing like uh, alpha alpha goog of YouTube. You know, people stay on it because it's it's too hard to move right. the audience, right? Know? And the people that can and do move the audience, it's like whether you love or hate Stephen Crowder, his audience is is able to just move with him everywhere right. he goes, which that is valuable. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I can, you know. So, like I said, love or hate him, Lisa's audience is really the, the core of it. Is is have you built a community around your content? One of our big problems was getting banned from Facebook, and it kind of killed off our community. So, there's not mm-hmm. as much community around the podcast as there was before Facebook killed right. off our group, which we just kind of lost connections to all of these people, mm-hmm. and we have got like 300 people in our new Facebook group, but it's not the 2,500 with half of that being active in the group. And so, you know, people always, when in my podcast consulting business say, well, how do I monetize this? Like, you've got to work really hard to build community and connect Mm -hmm. with your audience, sometimes on a one-to-one personal level, um, through events, through groups, through, you know, Mm -hmm. what you do with Low Key Wall is talk to people and be reliable content. We're going to be here Monday night at 8 8 p.m. and join in and the conversation you know, but m- revenue and monetization happens with basically you have to be consistent so people can rely on you to become you become their habit, mm-hmm. and then second, you have to uh, offer them friendship. Like you know that famous meme of people like sitting next to the sign of people laughing. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like this is what it's like to listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, if people have to feel like they're part of a community. And so if you're a habit and they kind of get some friendship from it, then they'll mm-hmm. be they'll gladly buy products, buy t-shirts, move with you. Um and you're never going to do that if you're ripping off other people's content to kind of bring it back, Harry. Correct. Yeah. 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 You're never going to get that. Yeah. Yeah. You're just yeah, you're just you're chasing after ads, so you're just going after big fish and just, or just doing it. Let me let me say something to Christy Avery. And I feel the live real lives help with community. They do. But I stopped the fake lives because you could you complained constantly. So it, it's been like a year, so be quiet. Yay, real y- Y'all stopped Y'all could <laughs> bitch so much that I Stop! I, I I cost myself hundreds of views of my content because you and her wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> Look at the power of low key. Okay, see see that no, key the, holders. The, the power see of power. being annoying. See the power we have, key holders. That's the. That's Is that what you call people. each other? Yeah, that's yeah, funny. key holders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're still fun- it's a workshop for that day. Right now, it's like, you know, the in-place name is Key Holders. What else does this fella have to say? <laughs> All right. So, then we're setting up things. So, now we're going to show, like, I, I fast-forwarded to this a bit of a marker, so we're not going to do, like, for, uh, there's, like, bad actions of examples and licensing, uh, like, of people doing, like, good right in the, in the field. Because, like, what you did say early on, which the, the video goes into, is when they talk about where there's a code of ethics. So, like, other YouTubers, like, copywriting striking another YouTuber is, is very in bad taste, and it's can get you shunned from a lot of different like YouTuber computers. Like you sent a copyright strike to someone, you know, unless they're blatantly just going after somebody, like blatantly copywriting you. It's you know, yeah, I learned that I have this power at Bob and Tom. So people rip off our content all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, a comedian, I just kind of bulk uh, mm-hmm. went through and said, Hey, take this down. Mm-hmm. And they threatened to remove a couple that I missed an error. Uh, they were like, we're going to remove your channel because of copyright strikes, which I was surprised by. So, mm-hmm. But I could take it back so it fixed the problem. But, mm-hmm. 
YouTube's kind of getting real serious about ripping off other people's content, and a creator like this guy or us has the power now mm-hmm. to take your channel if you rip us off too much. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Action transformative content. But once you say I'm watching a video I like to my people, you have literally admitted that you're not putting a video up for fair use purposes. You're not there to comment on it. You're not necessarily there to report news. You're not there for offering like actual critique commentary. You're literally just showing a video you like to your people. Now I'm going to just tell you right now, we can argue in a similar way, uh, another comparison. I like the movie hackers. I want to show it to my audience. Let me upload that review onto YouTube. Oh, shit. Or not review. That reaction to YouTube. Oh, wait. This independent studio called Metro Goldwyn Meyer is now suing me. Oh, shit. How could I have avoided this? Now, actually, you even watched animes like Hunter x Hunter and The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight where Kickstaff had to go in and be like, we just gave you a deal. Don't ruin it. Why was that not uploaded to YouTube? Yeah. So, yeah. XQC just got, what is it, like, became one of the highest paid people. In, in no like in, in, in sports for beginning the massive deal from uh, uh with kick was like a hundred which is rumored to be around a hundred million dollars to stream on kick and it was sit there watching the dark night on their platform just watching the video just watching the movie in the little screen uh i couldn't imagine having the money of a hundred million dollars and what i could do with content with a hundred million dollars i know exactly i wouldn't sit there and watch the dark night if, if i had, I had another thousand dollars a month harry mm-hmm. i would have a studio i would have staff i would have us making like produce TikToks that would teach the history of libertarianism, the history mm-hmm. of political philosophy. I would have us I would have us doing regular content talking about current events and applying libertarian thinking to it. Mm-hmm. Like if I had a thousand dollars more a month, I would do that. <laughs> right? I have I have twelve hundred dollars a month right now. And so I can pay for all of our services and do this amount of content. But if I had a hundred million dollars, I would have a studio like MGM creating. Co- I mean, wh- why would you just sit there and watch? Like this is this is like thirteen year old wants to be a pro YouTuber crap. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yep, yep. Larger streamer, larger streamer. Crazy. Was it because uh, you didn't want to share that with the YouTube Andes, the frogs? Or, uh, you know, maybe it's because there was a big studio stopping it the entire time. And you realized that you couldn't get away with it and you could have actually faced a lawsuit. XQC's numbers are actually so large that some people, if they were suing him, could consider him a broadcaster at this point, believe it or not. Now, XQC's response to me was, damn, I knew you liked using big words so that people would give your takes more importance. Uh, dog, where did I use a big word here? Okay, let's look through my entire thing. Intellectually, so intellectually, that's six syllables. Inherently, inherently, four syllables. Dog, I'm sorry, it's basic English, okay? We both went to university. You went for chemistry, if I'm not mistaken. I went for computer sciences. We didn't take real English, but at least we know that it's a language that we use. Come on now, stop it. Little brother used... Reddit is down the hole and to the left. Used a 2017 example where I talk about Jinx. Um, yeah, we talked about why that was demonized back then. And for the large part, people still demonize it now. I'm sure there are some fervent supporters of this behavior, but then again, they don't have actual evidence. They don't have facts. They don't have a cogent point for this. 
Also, I talk to most of the YouTubers I take big content pieces from and react to. Maybe send Daily Dose of the Internet, a call and compare numbers on uploads and react. Actually, that might be a pretty good idea. But talking to most of the YouTubers isn't exactly a good answer. Uh, unless your team is talking to all of them, your team never contacted me for watching any of my videos. Again, I'm not feeling bad about it, but I'm just saying, if you're going to say that you're talking to most, you should try to talk to all. I yeah, so it's... Shows like a lot of the, the, the what is it like the bad 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 you know the you know his basically bad faith response to his to like a to it but like like I said that's the power of like a like XQC has like how many numbers he has so like I said not only did he has that hundred million dollar contract with Kick like it's the fact of how many people actually watch his streams like if you get onto his streams on Twitch or Kick. He's got so many people watching him. He's considered a broadcaster, almost a broadcaster at that point, because how many people are watching, yet he's willing to go through and pull, basically reach down, grab someone else's video, and then bring it up there and watch it. And if you said, like, if he's doing it to actually promote and stuff like that, like, actually promote things and help people to, like, basically like pull other channels up into the stream, that would be okay, you know, or reach out to them like hey i would like to do your video and maybe like share some other hey i made this from watching your video here's some of the cash for you helping you out maybe that would be okay but well, that's really happening so it's a, yeah i I'm, i don't have anything to add to that surprisingly that's fine that's fine try to yeah you did so i could scan I, I think what i ought to do is take xqc's watching of the dark knight and then download it and then watch xqc watching the dark knight and comment on xqc's commentary <laughs> that's i think what i'm gonna do it's okay i'm gonna i'm gonna start like just downloading like the brian nichols show re-watching the brian nichols show just comment on it with, and see how see how long it takes to drive over can you do it with reinhold <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> And then Brian can watch Reinhold watching Brian and then comment on Reinhold. That'd be awesome. Just do a whole circle. <laughs> Let's just say they're not on the same side. <laughs> It'd be great. We should do it. It'd be a great week. It'd be a great week. We just we just start a video. I should start a video from Loki Wall and just like let it go through the entire podcast of the week as we all just make a copy of a copy of a copy. Should be great. Anyways. Or, you know, they may sometimes rise. It really is a, a, a throw of the coin, so to speak. Now, one could argue nobody would watch this kind of content if it wasn't for a reactive streamer. And this is where we get into situations where I just have to say it. It doesn't matter what the audience in the situation thinks. OK, because at the end of the day, uploading somebody's entire video onto your channel is very much against the law, against the legal framework of copyright and fair use. Now, when we look at copyright and fair use in the situation, now granted, like uh, Moodhurst, he's in, he's in Canada, he's in America's attic, uh, and he is so he's talking about Canadians' law and United States' law. Yeah, he's up there, that terrible country up north, which you know, eventually they'll become just a you know, we'll we'll, we'll carve that up. I uh, look that we beat them in eighteen twelve, uh, yeah. and we shouldn't have let them live. Hey, Manifest Destiny 2.0. That's okay. right. Mm -hmm. We left the white people alone. Let's treat them. How about American government treat the Canadians like they treated uh, everybody who wasn't white? Tell you, this will work out. We'll, we'll just start going north and we on the guys that we're just going to give the land back. Oh, I stop in Canada. Let's just go over Canada. Keep going into Russia. Let's go. Personally, personally, honestly, like I... 
Anyways, I don't want to get into that discussion. All right, let's continue on, yes. Uh, I do have a question before we go. Like, do you also have the ability to pause and watch the video, or is that only my control? Uh, I think it's just you. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that's not awesome. I was really was hoping like you could like pause, especially if we got to a spot like, hold on, what did you just say and rewind? But uh, you control that sucks, but it's fine. I'm going to show you from the... No, I do have the ability to pause and, and all that. Yeah, I just figured oh, it nice. out. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. Nice. Let's keep right. going. Hey, that's good. Like I said, we're testing out bugs here. So now, like, I could put a video up and if he says something weird and rewind, he, you know, he's got, you know, he doesn't have to ask. Harry, what do you think of the point that he made? Hmm? What, the point of what the All right, Stanford back to, University back to the okay? video. So there are four factors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe you shouldn't have this power. <laughs> I have too much power. All right. All right, let's go. So he's basically going, he's getting ready to go over like the laws of yeah, fair use. Fair, fair use is something that we talk a lot about at Bob and Tom because we use other people's news stories to generate mm-hmm. our content. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've thought a lot about it here too and looked into it. And people misuse fair use. They just sort of say, well, I'm, I'm talking about it and tweaking it with my commentary. So that's fair use. That's not exactly what fair use means. So it's kind of mm-hmm. good that he's covering exactly what this is. Correct. Yeah. 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 It beats. Yeah. So like if I sat here in my room with my beanie on and just look, read New York times constantly at people, it's different. Judge, judges consider the purpose and character of your use, the nature of the copyrighted work, the amount of substantiality, and the effect of the use upon the potential market. All very important. So, for instance, one of them is the transformative character, the factor. Has the material you've taken from the original work been transformed by adding new expression or meaning, new information, aesthetics, insights, and understanding? In a lot of cases, sitting around watching a video and then fucking doing one of these, or a uh, Hey boys, I just uh, I just pinched one off in the old bathroom there. I'll fucking drop some nuclear bombs out if you catch my drift. Oppenheimer at that toilet. That's not exactly informative. <laughs> Oppenheimer the toilet. That's funny. But, yeah. So what this is comes from. So one of the largest political lefty political streamer, Hassan Anabi, Jank uh, uh, Uger's uh, cousin, right? Mm-hmm. The thing he does, he will put up whole videos of someone's content. While sit there eating his cheeky nuggies in his mansion. All right. So, this yeah, rich because the, 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 look, Harry, the problem here is communists. <laughs> you and I both know it. We have the, the, the conservatives were right about the educational system. We've created a generation of communists who think that content creators shouldn't get paid and that they should be able to rip off the hard work of other people. And let me tell you, creating content is actually difficult. It's not. Mm-hmm. Working in a coal mine difficult. It's not working as a construction crew on a road difficult. Mm-hmm. But if everybody could be a content creator that got to this guy's level, or mm-hmm. I get paid to be me. People mm-hmm. pay me to be Chris Spangle. And I get paid well to do that. And it's because I have spent 20 years learning how to, I don't know, create content that other people find interesting or to bring a unique perspective or to talk without a lot of ums and stutters and be precise in what Mm -hmm. i say and to be funny as i do it right like there there's a skill set that i have that people pay me for and to rip off that stuff and just say you know well 
you you I don't find you landlord to be a legitimate person, so I'm going to kill you and take your property because mm-hmm. it belongs to the collective, or I'm going to steal your content because this it's it's a generation of people who saw nothing wrong with Napster. And as much as I didn't like Metallica back in the day, they did have kind of a point, Harry, that you can't just steal people's content because somebody had to pay. You have no idea how much money it actually takes to create a TV show. You have no idea how much money it takes to create a radio show. You think that it just means that people sit down and talk into a microphone but 50 60 people work on the radio show that i work for each Mm -hmm. one of them needs health insurance each one of them has Mm -hmm. benefits each one of them has life insurance and dental insurance and should be paid a fair wage and the disparity in entertainment of what the top makes and what the bottom makes i understand why the writers are striking but all those people should be paid a fair wage. It's it, it, it does suck when people at the top are making millions of dollars and the people at the bottom are making 30000 a year, right? Mm-hmm. But we have a whole generation of people under 40 that think that it's just easy to do all this. And it's not. It takes skill. It takes talent. It takes time. And people should be paid for it. But communism is the problem, Harry. Yeah. Yeah, but that's okay. They're also raising a group of kids who sit there and watch them continue to do this, and they're like, "I can do this too." Yeah, like, and I think say- that's cool. Like, I think the the writer strike has like broadened this, so now there's like a whole bunch of people who are working on independent movies, mm-hmm. and it could be a huge boon to the independent movie industry, right? Like mm-hmm. the breakdown. As much as I hate the breakdown of the radio industry, my dream was to do a talk radio show, like. I I don't know that I'd want to go work for a uh a f- one of the five conglomerates that run radio networks. Why would I want to do that when I could do this my own way and if I'm good enough then I can build my audience, right? But it turns out I'm marginal at this. So I've built a marginally good audience, Harry. <laughs> right? You know, it's it's opened up so many new people to do stuff and I think that's all cool, but mm-hmm. you know, we really I think it's just about being a person of honor. Yep. And that's the problem with communists, Harry. They have no honor. <laughs> they think everything is theirs. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, nothing was really stolen, you know. Right. It's why should happened. why should you know you saw it earlier in the comment? Why should this guy get paid <laughs> revenue when that guy thinks that he should take the content for the revenue for himself? That guy's a communist. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing with the I think I don't want to go like, cause we talked about the residual stuff on um, Monday on uh, low key was like the idea of, I can understand like the different residuals for like for streaming, but I'm wondering if like once data really comes out, it's like, what if there's the stream services just cost more to run the things and those is check or they're actually you are getting screwed or no one's really watching it. Who knows? I pay I just- for bandwidth. So the more people that download the we are libertarians podcast or stream it, the mm-hmm. more I have to pay megaphone. Mm-hmm. Right, so at Bob and Tom, we stream to different services, and the more people that listen, the more we have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. And so we run ads on that stuff. I run mm-hmm. ads on the podcast to pay for that bandwidth. Yes, and 
you know, the goal is to make more profit than have your cost, but there's a cost to it. Mm-hmm. It's not as simple as just, I think because people can kind of turn on a Twitch stream and can broadcast to Instagram live, they just sort of think like this stuff is cheap, mm-hmm. but a reality TV show will have hundreds of people working on what you think uh, oh, well, there just must be five camera, five people on a camera crew mm-hmm. following a guy on Survivor. Well, no, there's like 300 people in the Philippines on the Survivor set, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, including the talent, including the, right? So yeah, none, of this, none of this stuff is free, you know? And that's, yeah. I think, you know, uh, I, I was saying, well, I bought this many books and Tad Western was like, well, why didn't you just steal it off of Napster? I'm like, why would I do that to somebody? So I think when you make your living the way that I make my living, you mm-hmm. you sort of go, you know, look, I'm half happy and I'm comfortable. I make a right. middle a middle class, lower middle class wage, right? Doing the things that I love. It is not hard. It's everything I love. But like, I could easily just end up selling insurance because the ad market falls through and this thing falls through and then all of a sudden I have no audience and I'm done, right? So it's a much riskier proposition with high up rewards, but people just sort of, I think, because we grew up on Napster, well, why don't you just steal that book? Well, somebody spent the average time to write a book Mm -hmm. is a book is... Uh, 10 years of a person's life distilled down into three years of writing into a single day where it's published. And what is the 10 years of gathering knowledge and the three years of hard work worth? Right? Mm -hmm. They're gambling. Caleb is gambling. He's been working nonstop on this book. And when it gets released, that time should be worth something. Mm -hmm. Right? And it may be worth something to... 50 people or maybe something to 10,000 people or a million people. And hopefully it's more, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I know I'm rambling, but I, I want to make one, one more point. Um, you know, it's, it, it's just sort of changed. Every, everything's changed through the pandemic, right? <laughs> uh, now, I'm not going to make this point. Let's I'll move on. It's okay. not germane. It's uh, interesting, but it's not part of the subject we're we're just discussing. <laughs> I'll save it for another day. <laughs> see, see, I have to make sure he's hungry, so he wants to end this. My thing, wife so is making like hamburger helper or something downstairs, and I'm dying right now. <laughs> so uh, let's let's try to uh, land this plane in ten minutes, Harry. Oh, man. All right. Well, I've got I've got like four more videos to go. No, through. well, we'll just have to do this video, and then we. <laughs> I think what we can do is, you know, maybe that single Saturday we could do two episodes and then make it a bi-monthly yeah. show, maybe. Yeah. Consider, yeah if we also, add in Reinhold and other people to comment in, in here, it's going to add an hour per person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, uh, YouTubers I watch, yeah, they get up to, what, 12? To They did a 20-hour stream for a <laughs> no trying to go through video, which when I showed it to Reinhold, he's like, yes, let's do that. And I'm like, Phew. No, I will go to sleep. What are you doing? I will, go, I will go to sleep. Come on, baby. What are you doing? Middle of your rant. No, but this is with the end. Like I've got there's like a little bit more on here where they just more of a talk about more fair use and give some great examples. But I really did want to touch on that Hassan and Abi would because like I said, he is one of the largest lefty streamers on Twitch. And he will constantly do that. We'll put your video on 
and comment about it. And I'm not talking about like studios, just like if he wanted to say like, well, this is where Chris is wrong. He will get up, let your video keep playing where you're sitting there doing all this work describing about Indian history. We'll go let his audience watch it on his stream, get the money in the chats for a bit, and then come back to start commenting on it. And yeah, it seems it's acceptable and Twitch won't do anything about this, you know, Mm. because, because you have to know he's doing this to sit there. Like, so, yeah, yeah. It's almost like, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a business I should probably like get producer Paul to do, like just watch his stream and send information to people so they can't copyright strike it. It's just impossible. Like, you know, managing the digital brand for a Heritage 40-year Hall of Fame radio show with hundreds of, a hundred affiliates, like, <laughs> you know, with 60 albums worth of material. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could have somebody all day sit on YouTube and taking down the stuff that we are entitled to earn revenue on that other people steal and upload to YouTube. (laughs) But what's the cost benefit of that, right? Like taking somebody else's material down, isn't it kind of better to maybe leave some of that so fans can have access to that material that you're not going to have time to post as a staff of four in the digital department? Like, you know, what's what, or what's the egregious stuff, right? That, that you want to take down, I don't know, like they're, yeah, and these services are so overwhelmed with mm-hmm. reports that they can't yes. functionally, the algorithms don't effectively police it, yeah. AI can't do it well, people mm-hmm. can't do it well, mm-hmm. the, the turnover in compliance departments is huge because people are watching torture videos when you, mm-hmm. you know, they're watching child horrific yeah. things going on with children, like, so people who work at Facebook's reporting department, like, are traumatized and need PTSD yes. counseling. So, yeah. uh, literally. Um, so yeah. I don't know. It's 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 gotten better, but you as a creator always kind of have to determine: Do we want to take this down? Yes, this is egregious. No, let's leave this because it can be helpful in marketing mm-hmm. us. It's Correct. it's. I don't know. There's there's no like rule book on it. It's just your yeah. gut feeling. Yeah. Or you comment on anything the video. Hey, thank you for enjoying my work. Can you at least credit my video? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And people yeah. are happy to do that when you ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the other thing, like, like which, which I think um, Facebook does, not Facebook, uh, YouTube dulls out, but very sparingly to only certain big networks is the ability to leave the video up, but you get to claim the ad money on yeah. the ad revenue from it, which, you know, they only give that to the big name players, which also forces small people to want to join up to big, you know, big, you know, uh, networks, sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great thing. So, like, if we live stream the radio show and somebody, you know, Tom plays Smoke on the Water, Mm -hmm. we don't get our video taken down. We can just send that revenue to the creator or we can Mm -hmm. mute it or edit it out, you know? So, I think YouTube and the music industry have kind of reached a point where they realize this isn't going to change. And so, how can we create tools that enhance Mm -hmm. everybody's experience while kind of being fair? I never thought about like the compliance nightmare of your show, especially with the guy just sitting there. Oh like, God, I'm a radio show. I can play music all I want. I'm like, Ooh. yeah. Well, we have you know we have uh, licenses for on air, mm-hmm. and but, there is no licenses for podcasting, right? So you no. put you got to edit that stuff out of a podcast uh, because the copyright law in a podcast. If I started playing music right now, mm-hmm. the last judgment was that it is considered Napster. So if I were to play copyrighted music in this podcast right now, mm-hmm. um, YouTube has a way to deal with it, which we just talked about. But in podcasting, it's been mm-hmm. ruled by a judge that it's an illegal music download. 
So that's why you can't use copywritten music in podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're working on that licensing situation in the future where you mm-hmm. can, I could go and sign up to blanket cover the We Are Libertarians Network podcast so we could play copywritten Ooh. music, right? Oh, that's going to be expensive. Um, but I pay 30 bucks a month. One of my costs is 30 bucks a month to a service called podcastmusic.com to allow mm-hmm. me to play. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. That bed underneath it, this part. So I have to pay 30 bucks a month to be allowed mm-hmm. to use that bed music. You know, I yep. paid for this thing. All right, let's get back to some boring subjects. Right, that was created. I paid 150 bucks for that created intro, and mm-hmm. I don't ever have to pay them another dime for that intro, mm-hmm. but to use the... That's royalty-free. I don't have to pay them every time I play it. I have to pay mm-hmm. them a monthly fee for a blanket license to use that. Right. Um, so that's just another one of those hidden costs of like running a podcast is that you've got that stuff in there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, there's – if you get caught, right? If you get caught playing Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. by somebody, let's – they have to police that, right? I can play Correct. Led Zeppelin in this podcast all I want. But you've got to catch me to find me. But if you find mm-hmm. me, it can be life-ruiningly expensive for Correct. for creating an illegal download in this podcast. Yeah. Hey, but those licensing agents, uh, those people that own the licenses to the music, they pay people to go through and like find these things. Yeah. Like Ado- Adobe does. Adobe does this. They hunt. Like I tell people every time, it's like, why why buy the pro when I just get the suit edition? I'm like, Adobe pays people to hunt you that down. There's little watermarks in it, and they find out mm-hmm. they will come after you. Just pay them the money. So if you, I don't know how they do it, but if you, um, it, Apple has a podcast promotional thing. So you mm-hmm. can go to this website and download a promo image mm-hmm. for your podcast or your episode. And if you share that image on social media, you get credit in your podcast rankings Hmm. and i don't know if there's some sort of metadata in that how they track track that you know because i'm thinking if i just download it to my computer and upload it to social media you've rewritten kind of some of the metadata but they figured it out right um and it's like like you said there there are people who are hired in cities to go around to various restaurants barbershops Mm -hmm. stores to walk in and listen to the music that is playing in the background, mm-hmm. and then ask to see the license for that music. Yep. And ASCAP yep. and BMI hires people to go and bust small business owners for mm-hmm. illegally playing music that they didn't pay a license for. Yep. And that's another little hidden cost that every business owner has to pay uh, mm-hmm. to SiriusXM or to you know all different services that run this stuff. Pandora has a service. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said, there yeah. are compliance officers all around just trying to be mm-hmm. cops. Yep. Yep. They do it to gyms and stuff like that. Like, uh, just say like your local small town gym, you know, like they put like, if you wonder like, why does the music suck at your gym? That's why. That's why they can, yeah. they don't have to pay the little thing. What is it? Uh, I forget what the sticker they have to put on the window is, but yeah, there's a, like a, for, for some of their, like the proof that they have the license. So yeah. I'm like, it also happens to karaoke too. Like when you do like karaoke bars, stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, that was the video. I want I was gonna go to a second one. <laughs> no, we'll <laughs> have to one? we'll have to save it. You know, maybe next time we get together we do just we play in two episodes and then we can Yeah. Or or maybe we just stick at one episode a month and not get greedy, but I don't know. Yeah. 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 The next video, like it's also be good because this one is like it's hot. It's really one I really like uh, like a lot of people are watching it right now because of what happened in the thing. So um it won't even be quick. Like if you you know, <laughs> but and so next week well, well next month sorry next month you'll like it yeah. all right cool yeah. all right harry uh good video good discussion thanks so much love you appreciate you uh appreciate all of you listening to we are libertarians uh and uh, simulcasted on the chris spangle show we thank you so much and if you liked it share it don't mm-hmm. rip it off actually share it yeah. from the service that you're watching on all right thanks so much we appreciate you and we'll see you again here on we are libertarians